It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Delhi Ali's knockout blows see Spurs into round four of the League Cup as we made it four games unbeaten at Wembley with a host of players resting in the process for West Ham this Saturday. We discuss both of the games and return as we have the last word on Spurs in our stoppage time special. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I think! Brilliant! That is schoolboy's own stuff. And still Ricky Villa! What a fantastic run! He scored! and welcome back to our bite-sized show where we have the last word on Spurs. You can, of course, follow us across a range of different social media outlets. We are on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook and also not forgetting Instagram too. Guys, you should also now be able to hear the show on Audio Boom, iTunes and Acast. So, I am delighted, guys, to say tonight we'll be discussing the game against Barnsley in the League Cup and also talking about the upcoming game this coming Saturday away to West Ham. What a game that is going to be in store. But before we talk all things Spurs tonight, let's introduce the panel talking us through the next half an hour or so. I'm pleased to say first up, we have got Jason McGovern back on the show. Jason, how are you? Oh, well and good, mate. And and. Back from Wembley, where I sat amongst about 15 empty seats around me. Yeah, I think the frightening thing is, James, we could probably see you. It was that empty. <laughs> it wasn't the best attendance, that's for sure. wasn't. We will come on to that. And joining Jason tonight, I'm pleased to say we had another member at Wembley last night. And that was Ian Gunn. Ian, how are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. It was uh, nice to spread out and, and <laughs> relax and 
and, and enjoy the, uh, the, the 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 wide open spaces of Wembley Stadium and 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 see the team on the on the pitch. Great evening. I bet it was, and I bet you had a good view, Ian, didn't you? Ah, oh, fantastic view. Nobody was in my way, mate. <laughs> I bet there wasn't. And finally, last but certainly not least, joining the panel tonight, delighted to have him back on the show, Mr. John Manning's returns. John, how are you? All good, mate. Ready to bask in the glory of last night's masterclass. Masterclass. I love it, John. Did you manage to catch the highlights then? <laughs> I, there was only, I could only find lowlights, but I watched them anyway. Good, good. Well, we've got to talk about them for a while here, so let's get going. Uh, let's come first round to you then, Jace. You were there last night. So Delhi Ali's single goal saw Spurs go through into the next round. Jace, give us your assessment. You was there. A lot of it was as, as painful as Swansea was on Saturday, really. Um, quite slow, quite lethargic. Took us, what, 60, 61 minutes to have a shot on target. Uh, and I think probably most of us on the on the night we're thinking or dreading it going to nil-nil an extra time and, and just dragging it the whole process on. Um, I thought Foyth, you know, in fairness, Foyth came in, thought he looked, <clears throat> looked very comfortable on the ball. He went on one super run in the second half and um, between him and Sanchez, albeit his is against Barnsley and what I've seen of Sanchez in the Premier League, I actually preferred the look of Foyth. He just seemed a little bit calmer, didn't try and do anything rash Nothing, you know, no silly fouls or anything like that. And I was, I was suitably impressed with the lad. Um, I thought Musa Sissoko had a, had a, was as good as anyone else on the pitch. He, you know, looked to give a bit of energy, and he looked to have a little bit of urgency. And probably Sonny up front was the the liveliest of the forward players. But you know, Fernando Lorente, he looked like we'd signed Vincent Jensen again. It was oh. a, a worrying display from him. But you know, let, let's give the players a bit of time. We won't judge him on one performance, but. But no, overall, it was a it was a disappointing night, and I think was just just relieved really to get through and hear that final whistle. Yeah, I think relieved is the word that seems to be coming forward here with regards to this performance. Ian, coming over to you, you was there as well. Is that the same kind of assessment you give it? What do you think? Yeah, and no, I would just like to give give our opponents a bit of praise because Barnsley come with far more endeavour and attacking intent than Swansea did. And and that 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 was that was self evident. You know, they yes they defended they defended, you know, stoutly for for, for an hour or so. Um uh, but they also showed a bit of endeavour and, and, and but for a for a last ditch tackle and, and I think a save from Vaughan, um we, we you know, the, the the mood might have been totally different this evening. But um you know, we, we you know, as as a podcast we can only talk about the performance on the pitch and what what goes on around it, and and I do agree with 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 Jason that um, that of his assessment of of those players that he that he's mentioned, you know, and I thought that it was nice to see Harry Winks back on the pitch, and you know, slowly you know getting back to some sort of normality. He was efficient with the ball, he but you know he, he seemed to shore things up um, when it, when they needed to be, um, and you know, and I thought that um, that, that when he came on. Little um, Jason's mate sector sign, you know, Mister Nkudu. He, um, he, he, you know, he did try and, and be a bit more direct than, than perhaps we'd we'd had previously. So, you know, all in all, you know, as, as you said, you know, job done. You know, and we move on to the next round. Yeah, Ian, just to give you for a second, we had a question in from Martin Dolan who says Nkudu can be the pacey counter attacker player we crave. Give him games, give him time. 
do you see it like that? Can Kudu have an impact this season? I think that um, all all players that, that are given time and, and do well and get confidence can be the players that we want. And, um, you know, you, you've said it before on, on the last word on Spurs that this is a squad game. You need all of the players to, to contribute. Um, and if you do get the opportunity in, in, in a cup competition to show your manager what you're capable of, then why why can't that manifest itself over to the to the to the Premier League and 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 and, and you know the Champions League? Because you know we, we will need to change things up, and he does offer us, I think, you know, a slightly different um, option um, at the moment. I think he's finding his feet. Um, you know, he, he often looks like he's perhaps trying to tad to hard but it's nice to see him come on and offer something a bit different yeah it most certainly can be a plan b for us coming over to you john and um, tell me what you thought about the team lineup because a lot was made john in terms of the pre-match comments from pochettino about his priority in the cup i mean we saw the likes of yuan foyf who jason's given a mention there fernando loriente and jan vertonghen who actually captained the side john what did you make of it a, a blend of experience and youth in there yeah i think it was what we expected it to be really i think you know, if, really, you're playing a team who are down near the bottom of the championship. You shouldn't need your first eleven, and Poch was never going to do that, was he? It's not, you know, 20 years ago it would have been a full strength eleven. You'd have thought, but you know, it's all about managing the squad this early into the season, giving new players some time. And yeah, we I think we got what we expected really in terms of um, team selection, without a doubt. And John, just to give you for a second, I mean, even the bench, quite strong options on there. The likes of Alderweire, Dyer, Eriksson, and Kane to change it if it was going to be required. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, that's you know when people moan about our bench, it really is because the first eleven is generally very, very strong. And you know, last night it was a bit of the opposite. You know, if you are going to play a few of the fringe players, then naturally the bench is going to look a lot better than what's you know maybe lining up from the start. But yeah, luckily, you know, Kane and Eriksson managed to have a a rest for the night, as did Toby. So yeah, I think it was a although it weren't the best display in the world. It's cup football. We won, we're through, that's all that matters, really. We go on to win this cup. You know, we won't be worried about the attendance or anything like that last night. It'll be, you know, first hurdle on the way to the trophy and yeah, we got it out of the way. It was, it was all good. Yeah, we're going to come on to the attendance shortly. But, John, just sticking with you very finely, and a couple of questions coming about Tottenham's tempo at Wembley, the build-up play. Based on the game, John, in terms of the Barnsley one, is it hard to judge because you are putting a team out there that I think, like you've said, it's a mixture so therefore, you're not going to get the rhythm, maybe the pace of play that you would have if you are putting the consistent eleven out there every week. Well, I think it was pretty telling that the goal was, you know, a bit of Premier League quality. You know, it was a nice touch on from um, Trippier past the defender, burst of pace, and a, a lovely cross which Deli Ali did. You know, he he did what Deli Ali does. I think <clears throat> that was, you know, the key was that that one moment of Premier League class. Is ultimately what outdid Barnsley, and you know, as the boys have said already, they did well. But the one thing I'd say about you know the, the stick that Deli Ali's had recently, I think that just you know, he's such a classy player. All right, you say it's a championship team, but the way he found space and the way that the defence, you know, they didn't know he was there. You know, if you put that boy in a sleeping bag with Gemma Collins, you'll find space. That's how good he is. <laughs> You've been lining that one up, John, haven't you? You've been lining that one up. I love it. I do like that one. <laughs> 
Um, we're gonna come back. I'm gonna come back around to you, Jace. We've had some. Like I say the questions there from Neil and Alex. Thank you very much for those in terms of the build-up and the tempo. Jace, at half-time, it was 60% possession, nine attempts on goal, with none on target so far. Lorenzo went the closest for Spurs at half-time. Jace, was you fearing the worst? What was your thoughts? Well, I think half-time. I thought that surely over the course of 90 minutes, at some stage, we'll find a way through. But it was pretty pretty painful watching I mean whether we'd had nine shots or not I think Laurenti's header over the top and one header from Foyth that that drifted past the post was really the only two meaningful efforts at goal and, and the worrying thing was both of those came from from set pieces and you think come on it is Barnsley and okay it's not a full strength Tottenham side but there's still enough on the pitch to surely be able to get in and behind them or to be able to open them up with with you know with a decent bit of play in the course of 45 minutes so that was the worry. Like I say, I felt that surely the goal will come and eventually it did. But it was still a worry that we didn't create that many clear-cut chances over the course of the 90 minutes. You know, I don't know what the stats show. And there were a lot of, of, of shots that were either straight at the goalkeeper or, you know, shots from distance. You know, I don't call those clear-cut chances. So that that's the worry going forward. We, we've still got to find a way to create more of those openings. Mm, we have got to, we really have. Coming over to you, Ian, just at half-time, stick it up for a second. Do you not think, reflecting on that game, going into the break, that like Jason just said there, wasn't much created at all. Do you not think we're basing tonight, well, basing the night of Barnsley on giving players an opportunity to come on and prove themselves? Do you not think that night was particularly looking for the likes of maybe a Marcus Edwards? Yes, a young player, we haven't seen much of him. Poch was adamant that he still doesn't feel he's ready for this kind of competition yet do you kind of go along the lines of that or is it a case of just trusting Poch on that decision well I think that you know before you know come on the the show I you know did done a little bit of research and I don't think the last game that Marcus Edwards played I don't think he he covered himself with with much glory the the, the reports that that I was reading you know from you know from from those guys that follow those sorts of games I think there was a guy called, and John's going to have to help me out now. His surname's Bennett, um, and, he, and he, I think he's he's showing a bit of, of of promise. But yeah, I think it did need some sort of creativity and you know to to up it a bit. Um, I mean, my, my, I think my biggest concern, you know, last night and and, and more so against Swansea is, is is our complete sort of like lack of available left-footed cover at full-back. You know, it, it was painful, you know, the Swansea game, you know, when we swapped um, Trippier over onto the to, to the left-back spot, um, you know, and to see him, you know, double back. And, and although Carl Walter-Peters did, you know, try to, to, to ping some crosses over with his left foot, his natural inclination was to come back on his right. Now, our, our, our whole style of play um, is 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 based on, you know, fast wing backs who who can you know can get forward and 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 hopefully whip balls in with their preferred foot. So that that was my my big issue with with the whole uh, well the last two performances really is is that is that is that is that we looked slightly you know off off balance and disjoint. In, in certain key parts of the field. So, yes, I think it's good to get people like the Marcus Edwards is on, 
but he's got to deserve it. And I think, you know, as you know, as, as you said, you know, I think we have to to, to trust Poch and the, and the training uh, and his training team to, to to determine whether they're ready for the first team or not. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think Poch has shown normally in the past he normally gets it right when he feels a player is ready to be put into action for Spurs in terms of the first team. So it'll be interesting to see his development. Marcus Edwards, because I think he's a player that Spurs have very high hopes for. Signed a new contract recently. I think a lot of people just want to see him given that opportunity and getting burst onto the scene. So, fingers crossed, there will be more opportunities for him to come. Going to come back round to you, John. The breakthrough did finally come. Deli Ali, you mentioned it. John, give us your thoughts on this celebration. I know a lot has been made of it. Where do you stand on the whole Deli Ali, the cusping ears after the goal? Ah, mate. It was. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. If listen, if Deli Ali scores a goal, pulls his shorts down, and curls one out on the pitch, I'd still applaud him. He could do what he likes once he scored a goal. I don't care. I think it's it's silly that we're even having to talk about it. But I, I mean, obviously, I know why you've asked mm. me. But I've got a, yeah. Exactly. He, 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 seemed, he seemed pretty pleased, and then he cupped his ears. I think it was more in like a sarcastic, humorous way, just because of you know how sparse the crowd was. I, I honestly think that's it. You know, he tweeted afterwards that one felt good and a picture of him celebrating with a big smile on his face. You know, I think that the, the fact is we d- he did score, we did win and that's all that matters, really. Mm. I mean, John, for me, I've, I've said it before, I think we've got to enjoy him for as long as he's here. And I think that's something you've said, Jason said as well, he's, he's a phenomenal player. Do you just think, John, the recent rumours about the changing of agent, I mean, that hasn't helped the situation. He's had a slight dip in form. But then we have to remember, John, he is still only, 20, I think, 21. He's only in his th- third full... Th- third full season I mean yeah. what more do we want from the kid at this age I think that's it I mean he has started slow you know in terms of the you know the standard that he set himself but he still scored three goals already I think it's three goals is it am I wrong yeah. no I think you're right I think it is yeah think, three yeah. goals yeah. yeah so when you look at it like that you think well you know just let's just well I'm not I'm not subscribing to oh we need to enjoy him while he's here because he'll be off soon I honestly don't think he will I think you know there's rumours going around at the minute that a new contract is being prepared for him, which might have something to do with the agent, obviously. You know, if, if he's changed management group and he gets a big pay rise, then good luck to him. We'd rather all rather that than him leave, you know, in, in, and a new agent sorts out a move to Real Madrid or whatever for him. But just let the kid be. I think he's, he's going to have dips in form. But like I say, if he's not playing great, but he still scored, was it three in the five he's played, I think it is. That's not bad going, is it? No, it's not. I mean, I said it all the time, John. I think for us, he's the go-to guy. He always seems to dig us out of a hole when we're in one. Jace, coming over to you, I have to ask you about it because it is, like I say, over the social media recently about the celebration. Is it being looked into too much? You know, I've, I've seen crazy comments about Delhi. So what, what's your thoughts on it from your perspective, Jace? You were there as well. Well, I think, you know, if, if people thought he was having a knock at... Maybe he's had one or two bits of critics and we know Delhi's a... Uh, a big social media issue, uh, the user rather, and maybe he's, he's he has just glanced at some of the some of the ridiculous comments he's had online. But just you know, just let the boy be. I mean, there was one part in the game where the the, the twenty five people behind the goal were singing "Delhi, Delhi, give us a wave," and he was was more than happy to oblige to them. So, I think, you know, it, it was the same over Burnley, wasn't it? When everyone said he didn't look happy when he scored, people want to just examine everything in minute details and you think look just let the boy play and just get on with it and those those people that have been online saying oh if he's like this we should sell him dear oh dear the, the day that Tottenham want to sell players like that mm. 
you know, that's a crazy idea, but you, you, that there are some people out there that think if that's how his attitude is, sell him. You just shake your heads when you see something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've said in the past, he does seem to be a player that Potter's got under his wing. I think Delhi. It's been well documented that he sees Pochettino as this kind of father figure who has really, over this last three years, he's revolutionised this guy's career. So when I refer to the fact of, look, we need to enjoy him as long as we have him, it's only because for me personally, I see a player in there that I, I can visualise him being this superstar. I, I really can. And it just, it's just my concern with the agents that are out there, the people that are in his ear, I just kind of fear that there are people out there that want to try and get to him. And want to cause trouble, but listen. If the player wants to be here, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be disappointed about that. He's a phenomenal player. Hopefully, he's at Spurs for many, many years to come. Just Ian to get your final thoughts on Deli Ali about this subject because I'm sick of talking about it. Really, what, what's your thoughts on it? Okay, um, I am going to be honest with everybody. Um, at the time, at the time in the stadium, I thought. Where was that coming from? Um, and I can perhaps understand how some people might have taken it too far. Because let's be honest, there are some on social media that, that seem to enjoy putting out inflammatory tweets and comments on, on, on other sort of social media platforms in the hope that it gets them noticed rather than what they're actually sort of thinking themselves. Um, you know, having seen the images and, you know, afterwards and, and, and read his tweet uh, post the, the, the Barney game, I had no problem with it at all. And, and I totally get what, what my two other colleagues on the pod have said tonight, that, 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 that there might have been a bit of humour in there. Um, with regards to the empty seats, um, and, um, and and I agree that um, he is a special talent, and if he wants to, if he wants to sort of like put his hands up to his ears, or you know, or or, or make funny shapes, or you know, or, or do the old um, the old special secret handshakes with with with, with Sonny, then 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 he can fill his boots, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it. Again, we we say it on here, don't we? I mean. Let him do his talking on the pitch. That's the main thing. As long as he gets the goals on the pitch, we couldn't care less what he's doing in terms totally. of the celebrations. I mean, the guy, it's two goals within his last three appearances at Wembley. I mean, he is the most foul player as well this season. And that, I'd say, that must irritate him as well, the guy. He, he has shown some maturity recently. Yes, he had the, the recent issue at England. I mean, hopefully that won't come to anything much. But he's such a great player. And I'd rather talk about the positives rather than negatives about him, because there's so much positive to focus on with Delhi. And fingers crossed, I mean, again, I have no doubt in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be sitting on the pod talking about a fantastic goal that he scored, leading Spurs to a win. That's just the nature of it. But let's talk about a guy that helped Delhi get that goal, and that was Kieran Trippier. Now, coming back round to you, John, Serge Aurier was present in the stadium last night, one of a few <laughs> watching the game. Um, Kieran Trippier, John, I mean, it's looking like Potentially, he's going to be Tottenham's second choice right back. But again, another assist from John. Yeah, and he did it so well. Like I said, that that little burst of pace, little bit of directness, um, and he picked Delhi out really well. And I thought he did all right. He was solid enough. You know, ultimately got got that assist. And yeah, you know, I think it is what it is, and he knows it. Like like I said previously mm. last week, he's got that pay rise. He's got the number two shirt. He knows what's what. You know what I mean? He's was he 27 a couple of days ago? 
he's at that point in his career where if, if he's happy to be part of this squad, I think if I, I can see where he's coming from. I'd rather be, I wouldn't say he's a bit part player, but I'd rather be a player, you know, playing for a Champions League club who's not necessarily going to play every week at 27 than some than playing for Bournemouth, for example, no disrespect to them, but who might play 90 minutes every week. And I think, you know, there's every chance that he could get better. We've seen how much his game has come on since he first came in. None of us were particularly excited about his signing, were we, if I remember rightly? So, and since then, he's become an England international. You know, he's played in in the Champions League and, uh, you know, we've all taken to him, I think. You know, there were times last season towards the end where we were seeing Trippier on the team sheet and absolutely no one was going, oh, that should be Walker because he played himself into the shirt. And he's, he's got to do it again. And like I said again last week, if he manages to do that and he does oust Aurier for any length of time, it's because he's played well enough to deserve it. Yeah. So, you know, good luck to him. I think there, there's there's definitely a... He, he's, I'm glad he stayed and I'm glad he's got his new contract because trying to find someone else to play that role who's as good as he is would be bloody difficult, that's for certain. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it, haven't we, in terms of the striking option up top of Kane, trying to find someone who's happy to come in be second fiddle, that's been hard in itself. So it tells you as well in other areas how hard that's going to be. And it also reminds me, John, I mean, like you say, I mentioned there at Trippier, all about Ben Davis, how he's coming now. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Danny Rose, you know, after his comments, is he going to get back into this Tottenham team? I mean, fabulous player, John. But again, we've got a similar situation now, haven't we? Well, he's, he's shown himself to have a questionable attitude. And I think, you know, it's well documented that as Tottenham fans, you know, we don't generally take kindly to mm. that kind of thing. As, as much as a good player that he is, but yeah, I think I think um, Danny Rose will have a tough time getting back in. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to walk straight back in. Mm. And if Ben Davies keeps on playing like he has been, you know, especially like he did against Dortmund, for example, if he carries on like that until Rose is back, then yeah, it's going to be a tough decision for the manager and really difficult for Rose to get back in. But like I say, it's good for the team, it's good for the club, so it's good for us as fans. You know, it means that he's playing well enough to get back in there. So. No, yeah. I'm. I want him. I'm looking forward to him coming back. Don't get me wrong. I've missed Danny Rose. I love him, but yeah, we'll find it hard. I think. Yeah, I mean, we won't. Well, we are missing at the moment that pace up the left hand side. Ben Davis done brilliant for us, but he will add for me. I've said it before. Another dimension to this game. When you think about the likes of Uria on the right, Rose on the left. I mean, it's going to be frightening pace down there on the flanks. So I think really looking forward to that. Go on, John. I think the thing is, I would say that, you know, I'll take Dortmund again. When Davis was playing there, he never got roasted, not once. All right, he did against Everton in the first mm. few minutes of that game when it was nil-nil. But, you know, that's the only time this season where I've gone, oh, you know, that, he, he looked a bit dodgy there. And he's played really well since. And I think the the kind of stamina that he showed throughout the Dortmund game up against Yarmolenko and Pulisic at times, you know, I think he'd done really well. I, I, I've got no question marks over Davies now. When I see him on the, on the start at 11, I'm not worried about him. You know, we've had plenty of players... Down, down the down the years who have struck fear into us and they're playing on our team. You know what I mean? It's not like seeing a, an opposition team sheet full of world-class players. When you've got team sheets with Doherty and Brunjevcevic on, you're thinking, oh, shit. But yeah, no, we, we love him. It's all good. Yeah, no, it is very much all good. Let's bring it back around to you, Jay. Just want to ask you about a couple of players. Um, Kyle Walker-Peters, apparently he impressed last night alongside you, Foyth. And also Tashin Oakley Booth, who became the first player last well last night now, which was on the Tuesday, born this millennium, to play for Tottenham Hotspur in a competitive match. God, that makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel old, it makes me feel ancient. <laughs> um, no, I mean Oakley Booth. I mean, in fairness, Oakley Booth came over for what the last 
I think it was might have even been into stoppage time. Yeah. So, you know, we can only say about Oakley Booth that we saw the, some promising signs from him on that in those uh, US Tour games. Carl Walker-Peters looked, looked very solid last night, uh, you know, just as calm and that as he was in the uh, in the uh, Newcastle game. But as Ian said, probably the one the one thing that worried you a lot, or worried you, but the one complaint you might have had about him was too often he looked to, having played on the left side, looked to, to cut it onto his right foot. And so we, we that's why I said it was a bit like Swansea in that in, when we had Trippier out there. But, you know, defensively he'd done his job, although it probably wasn't the biggest test for him. And that, yeah, for, a, for a kid that's making his second appearance, it was a perfectly acceptable display. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Ian, coming over to you, Harry Winks. There's been some comments recently from him saying, look, we accept Wembley is not the same as White Hart Lane's atmosphere. What do you make of those comments and his performance on the night, Ian? Um, the comments, you know, you, you can't question them because, you know, I think we've all said in the past that, that you know, it's a factual comment. You know, Wembley's this, this big open bowl that, 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 you struggle to get an atmosphere in, um, whereas Wyart Lane was a nice, tight little ground where, you know, that, that those those people that were that were in, you know, the, the first two rows felt that they were almost part of the of the, the playing, the, the team that were playing on the pitch, you know. So there, there is there is, you know, I think that that is a factual statement he's made. Um, as for as for seeing him. I think he's a cracking little player. I, I really do. I think he's got, you know, loads and loads of of, of potential. Um, and um, if, if he's given the, the the chance and you know to to, to stake a claim, you know, I, I I think he can be every every bit as good as, as as some of the other midfield generals that we've had at our club. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, definitely now for us, Harry Winks, this has to be the season where you think this could potentially be the big breakthrough. He has admitted Brief. now he's back to 100%. Really looking forward to seeing him. Um, for a second, John, we've got a question in from Mark Butcher, who says the attendance shows how we feel about Wembley. How do we improve it? I mean, I made the argument off air. I spoke to you guys about it. I said, well, the club, in terms of the ticket prices, I don't think you can ask for much more. So what else can we do, John, on cup nights like this? Well, I just think it's just like, you know, like I say, you know, when we was talking off air, I said this time last year we played Gillingham at White Hart Lane and there was 26,000 there. But because it's, you know, last season the capacity at the lane was 31,000, there was only 5,000 empty seats a year ago. Whereas last night there was, you know, 60,000 empty seats. Obviously, it's going to look ridiculous as it did, you know. And uh, all I could say is fair play to the to the soldiers that turned up and supported the team because, you know, the club did everything they could, I believe, you know. Pricing it, uh, you know, if you're a dad taking his son, that's only 15 quid's worth of tickets you've got to fork out for. You know, f- you know, I'll speak from experience. For, you know, as a man who takes his son to every single game that I go to, it does cost a bit. But, you know, I just think that if, if we weren't in, in Europe and, we, you know, we didn't have the Champions League nights to look forward to, then, it, you know, naturally the less games you play, the less chance there is to watch your team play. So the more people would make the most of the game like last night. But yeah. I think now we're... I don't think there's anything the club can do, mate. Ultimately, even if we were the best team in the land, you can't make people come out and, and buy a ticket. It was just one of them. <clears throat> Tuesday night against Barnsley. You know what I mean? Seven days before, we're playing Dortmund to a top of the Bundesliga. If you, it, Say you can only afford to go to one of them. What one are you going to pick? Of course, yeah. No, of course you'll pick Dortmund. Of course. It's down to for me. It's just, you know, we are playing 
bigger games against bigger teams now. And just because it's a cheap ticket doesn't mean that parents or fans have any extra money in their pocket because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely so, agree with you, John. It's one of those where maybe potentially, John, um, if we get a bigger team in the next round, could that change? Yeah, I think so. I think so, for, for sure, yeah. Definitely. I mean, obviously, it depends how we're doing. If we <laughs> if we do all right at home in, in, the, in the meantime, then that'll help. But yeah, I think, you know, maybe if we'd have won on Saturday against Swansea, it would have brought a few more people out. You don't know, do you? You know, we're, we're fickle as you like, aren't we, the Spurs fans? We are. But maybe the club can't do much about that. No. Apart from not lose a game. <laughs> apart but from yeah. that. No, apart from that. <laughs> but we wouldn't change it for the world, John. We love being fickle, us Spurs. We do love oh, it. We, love. we do. Um, Pochettino, post-match, did thank the Tottenham Hotspur fans who attended Wembley to watch the League Cup win. He also mentioned Deli Alley as a top player for Tottenham and key to Spurs, so there you go, and finally running off saying that he was very happy about the performance of Yuan Fuif, who was the man of the match. Guys, before we go to a very quick break, just a reminder of that game, the League Cup, we did have the likes of Lloris, Alderweireld, Aurea, Eriksson and Kane all rested for West Ham to come, and that's what we're going to be talking about after this very short break. Hello guys, welcome back to the last word on Spurs. Guys, as always, we ask you to get your questions into us every week. You can do that by tweeting our Twitter account of at last word on Spurs with the hashtag LWOS. We're going to talk about West Ham next, so let's go along to you, Jace, to begin with. West Ham, they've won their last two games at home this season. It seems to be their cup final, this one, Jace. How are we going to deal with it? Bearing in mind our recent record against West Ham at their manner, regardless of whether the bowling or the Olympic Stadium... Hasn't been that good, Jace. No, we, we have to learn some serious lessons of the past two seasons. It's probably been our most difficult game, in fairness to, to them over those two seasons. They've played an intensity and such that we've really struggled with. And looking back over the, the two games, we've hardly had a, a sniff at goal in, in either game. I think last year we had that, that the, the big Harry Kane scramble just before half-time where the keeper didn't make a tri- double or triple save. Another that, we did very little on the night, and it was the same same the year before. So we have to learn that that intensity, we have those players hopefully will realise that West Ham will be well and truly up for it. They'll be battling away to get Billets some points. And we, we, we just have to handle that situation ahead of a lot better than we have done the past two seasons. Yeah, we most certainly have to. Coming over to you, John, we have found in the past that our pressing game has been really hard to impose on West Ham. And in fact, they've almost done that to us, that their pressing game, we just don't seem to have an answer for it. Is there anything we can do, John, different, learning the lessons of the past, which Jason has said, to try and find a way to win there? Because, I mean, our home form, Wembley's form, isn't great. We need to win these away games, don't we, John, really, to kind of catch up on the points we're losing? Yeah, we do. I think, it's you know, it's just just as important as it always is. You know, the fact that it's... uh... An early Saturday one means, you know, you've got... Uh, I know it's not putting any uh, real pressure on other teams you play after us in the afternoon, but it gives you that chance to, you know, instead of always being chased, if you like, sorry, the chaser, we are, we, you know, we've got a chance to put down three points and move up into the top four before other, the other sides have played on Saturday, which would make the table look nicer for us. And, you know, maybe take away some of that Wembley doom if there's any still knocking about. And I think that... It's probably the perfect game to do it in because, you know, right before the season started, everyone's talking about Owen Newcastle won after the last time we played there. And it's very much the same scenario, really, going into this one on Saturday because, obviously, 
the last two times we played West Ham away, we've lost one nil. So <clears throat> I think we need to see a real, you know, a real statement performance from the from the boys on Saturday. And I, I you know, what I mean, you trust and you believe that they'll they'll, they'll manage it. I think yeah. I think we'll be all right. I've got a good feeling about this one. Okay, fingers crossed, John. And coming over to you, Ian. There has been that suggestion in the past that West Ham have looked more up for it than Spurs, and that's a concern because it is, as I say, at the end of the day, it is a London derby. I mean, fair enough to West Ham, it is their cup final. Let's grant that for them. Is that suggestion, Ian, going to prove to be true again, or can we try and find a way of getting past them at their manner? Well, I'm going to I'm going to say this with my tongue firm in my cheek. <laughs> Maybe we have to treat it as a cup final. You know, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't. And that might sound a bit flippant, but it's not meant to be. You know, at the end of the day, they outpressed us at the bowling ground two years ago. You know, we we couldn't get our game going, and I think on the night, if memory serves me right, and I'm sure, you know, you're, 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 you the guys will put me put me straight on that night two years ago at the bowling ground. I think we could have gone top. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. Uh, and and. Yeah. And and we and and you know we we got out pressed you know and that um, Mr Noble um, you know fair play to him in in, in that first half he, he you know he he bossed the midfield um, the the second game as as Jason's quite rightly said apart from a, a Kane scramble I mean I can't recall getting you know a bit of there being much for for for. Uh, the Spurs faithful to get behind. So, you know, if if we want to, to like to do something on Saturday, then I think we're gonna have to be up for it from day, from from minute from the minute go, and we're gonna have to give the, the the fans in 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 the stadium something to to sort of get behind. You know, and, and because once we do say we, we you know when we do get ahead, and I'm gonna be you know positive here. Then you'll you'll notice you'll you'll probably be out of here a pin drop in that stadium, um, apart from apart from a from a very small bit, you know, uh, section. So that's what we have to do. So uh, I know it's, it might have sounded flippant, but we maybe have to treat it as a cup final because ultimately it's the only game that that West Ham seem to raise themselves for. Mm. I mean that's a fair point. I think it as does... well. Go on, yeah, I think as well. In, in fairness, you know, whatever people think of Billich. He's actually done a job on us. I mean, we've played West Ham, what, four times with Billich and he was also in charge of, I think it was Bajictus when we played them a couple of years ago in the Europa League and they came to Tottenham, got a result, got a result against us out there. We saw Billich that night at the bowling two years ago. He, he was one of the first people that went to three at the back that night, remember? And, and that system totally caught us out and, and they, they caught us completely. You know, they came to White Hart Lane last year in bad form. We were going well and... All right, we, we won that game three two, but for most of that game, West Ham were the were the better side in that game, and the, and it was the case at, at the at the council tip last year, right at the end of the season. So you know, I mean, in fairness to Billich, he's 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 kind of worked a way of playing against Pochettino out, mm. and yep. you have to give him credit for that. He has, I mean, he definitely has got Pochettino's card marked at the moment, and it's up to Poch to show. His hand now, and fingers crossed he will have one in mind for the game on Saturday. Just to give you for a second, in terms of selection for that game, I mean, we do have Apoel midweek in the Champions League. Dembele played, obviously, in the Barnsley game. Those contributing factors, Jace, do you see that playing a part in terms of our selection, or do you expect to see Tottenham's first team? Well, I think that's, that's Kane will come back, and we know that Ericsson will come back, and Ali will play. I think the, 
the only I'm sure Aurier will come in yep. on the right side. So it is the the Dembele issue. I think it was a. I think all of us were shocked to see Dembele start the game last night. That's for sure because having missed Swansea and and, and thinking West Ham and Applewell and a, a Premier League game straight. Um, is is there a league game after Applewell? There is, isn't there? Yeah, it's Huddersfield, yep. isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah, before yep. before we go to the international break, so yep. you think at some stage he will miss one of those games, and so it was a, a big surprise to see him play last night. I, for me, he has to play at West Ham, but because um, I think we're always a better side with Dembele in it. But um, <laughs> anyone's guess whether he does play at the weekend? It, it was a really strange strange choice last night. Yeah, but then you're suggesting there, Jase, you're saying he has to play against West Ham, which then probably means he won't play for Applewell. But then if he's played against Barnsley, I don't know. I mean, that would suggest he wouldn't play for against West Ham. Well, exactly. We just don't know. But mm. for me, he has to play because I know it's too early to start panicking about dropping points and things. But at five points behind the two leaders, if we were to lose on Saturday and find ourselves eight points behind at this stage, eight points behind two clubs, you're already starting to, to think, you know, it's getting increasingly difficult to do that. So for me, we, the West Ham game is is a really, really important game. You know, it's an important game for the supporters, as Ian said. We we, we do have to kind of treat it like a cup final, not 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 in the in the mocking way, but but get ourselves as up for it as and realise it's an important game to us as it is to them. And so for me, Dembele, if if I'm picking Dembele for Applewell or West Ham, for me, 100, percent it's the West Ham game. Okay, interesting. Yeah, could I just just think that you know, going on to the Apoel game? Yeah. Um, remember, you said me right. We haven't got Vertonghen for that game, have we? No, that's right. So Vertonghen, yeah, we haven't got Vertonghen for that game. That's correct. Yeah. So is it? So would 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 the guys sort of like recommend us looking at a potential revised um, defensive line for the West Ham game, or, or do you put Vertonghen in and? Work around the Apoel game as a separate entity. Good question. You put the Tongan in, Ian. Yeah, yeah. I, I the Tongan plays. Right. Yeah. Tongan plays. You pick your strongest possible team for West Ham and, and get those get those three points on the board. What's your thoughts on it, John? Yeah, I was about to say exactly what Jason just said. If you know, Vertonghen can't play the next game, so you know that means he's 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 important for the West Ham game. And uh, he, he's got to play, you know. As Jay just said, he's part of our best eleven. There's, there's no doubt in my mind, and he will play. He'll start, and he'll play the old game injuries permitting. And very quickly, John, your thoughts on Dembele? This conundrum that we seem to have had ourselves in here. It depends. I mean, if if you if you say to him, look, you could do West Ham, do Applewell, and then we'll give you a rest when we play Huddersfield the Saturday after. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. I don't know whether we seem to wrap him in cotton wool because it seems that that's what you got to do with him. I don't know. He look, you know, he's a big, robust lad, isn't he? And you think we're we're treating him like he's a baby who's just come into the team. But unfortunately, he does seem to have this. You know, he don't he don't seem to be able to do three games in a week. And no. I, but what I would say is, last night against Barnsley probably wasn't as taxing on his legs as it would have been against Dortmund. So maybe you know, compared to that, it, it might have been like a gentle workout for him really last night. And in in that respect, he'll, he'll play. Saturday, I think he'll play Saturday anyway, and then they'll just see how he goes, ready for Applewell. But let's hope that Wanyama comes back, maybe for one yeah, of these two, indeed. and it's not so much of an issue. No, that's a very good point you make there, John. Fingers crossed he can. I mean, I'm just trying to think back with Dembele. 
I can't remember the bloke playing twice a week, let alone three times in a week. James, can you think of times where he's played more than once a week? I'm I'm really struggling with Dembele. I can't I can't fathom it. Off, off the top of my head, it's a, it's a long time ago, and mm, if he did play three times in any week, he probably only played sixty five minutes of the three games. Yeah. So I think the other thing, just on Ian's point on on Vertonghen as well, I think the other reason I'd say you you definitely play with Ian. Andy Carroll will play, and and as big a donkey as Andy Carroll can be. You know, physically and in the air, he can be unplayable at times. And so, I think to to throw a back three of which includes Foyth and Sanchez into a battle with Andy Carroll, they'll have never played either of them. Will have never come across a player that, that is as difficult in the air to counter as Andy Carroll. And so, I think you you definitely need that bit of experience around for just just to handle him. And that's not trying to praise him too much because, as I say, for a lot of the game, he looks a donkey. But he is a, an absolute menace in the air if he's if if they get the delivery of balls right to him. Yeah, you mentioned Foyth there, Jace. You don't expect him to be involved, do you? I mean, I wouldn't think he's, he'll be anywhere near this team. Just just no, my think, observation. I think you know the, the, the formation is probably going to be the, the three at the back, and it will be Sanchez, Toby, and Yang. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's what it will be. Um, let's come back round then to you, John. Give us your prediction, then, John. I know we are, this is the part of the show that you either love or dread. What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go two 0 away win. I think we'll play three at the back. We'll nullify the threat of um, Carroll in the air by having three big centre halves in there, and we'll we'll spring them like we did against Dortmund. And I <clears throat> I can't see them scoring honestly. I can't two 0 Spurs. Yeah, hopefully like I say we can get the game early in terms of setting that ascendancy. Ian, come around to you. Prediction. Um. Oh. I think that. I think I'm gonna to have to go for a one-all. Okay, you can be honest; it's not a problem. Honesty is always good. Yeah, one-all. I just, you know, which, which, you know, based on the last two two years, as we've discussed, would would would, would represent uh, an improvement against West Ham. You know, I'd love, I I take I take John's two-nil win. I'd, I'd snap your hand off now for that. But you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a draw and. Yeah, sorry, lads. I can't. You no, know, it's fair I, enough. I, I have mean, to go. I have to go for that. Ian, their home form at the moment. You've got to say for them, they're doing okay. Jace, can you give us um, any positive on this? I mean, John's gone there very brash, two 0 Ian reserving at one-one. What can you go for? What can you tell us, Jace? Well, considering I tipped big wins for against Burnley and Swansea, and we got neither, and then last <laughs> night I tipped a Barnsley win, and it, it came our way. I'm going to say West Ham will beat us five-nil. Oh, Jace! <laughs> In the open reverse logic. Oh, no, seriously, I think it, it will be a, a more difficult, you know, we've got to play it as a really big game. I think if we do that and we match their intensity, then I fancy a 2-0 like John or, or maybe a 2-1. But we have got to match that intensity and, and understand it is a real battle there. And we've got to take that as if we're playing Chelsea or Arsenal, not as a as as, as we, we have done in the last few years of thinking it's a London derby of the magnitude of Fulham or Crystal Palace. Yeah. I think mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Jay Jace. If we approach the game with the right attitude, the right mentality, starting the ascendancy, like I said earlier, I think that's the most key thing with for Spurs when we played against West Ham. Is that West Ham for always when we play over at their place, whether it be bowling or the Olympic Stadium, they've always been the ones to set the tempo. And it's time that Spurs need to do that now. We need to go over there, impose our game on them. And I think, like you boys have said, you know, if we turn up, play to our maximum, we can beat anyone. We can beat anyone. John, been a real pleasure having you back on the show tonight. 
Nice one, mate. Thanks for having me. I'd just like to say, Jay, that's 250 to 1 with Skybet. <laughs> Stick a fiver on it, mate. And uh, next time game, I'll see you in the torch and the beers are on you. Well, I, got, I got accused of trying to cash in on dirty money as it was this week. So. God, we're getting accused of being more betting sponsorship here. Um, Ian, coming over to you. Thank you very much for tonight. Really enjoyed having you back on. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. It always is. And Jace, thank you as always. No problem. We are going to be back on Monday night, hopefully talking about a Tottenham Hotspur win and rolling into another Champions League game, as always, for another week with the weekend to come. Enjoy, guys. Come on, you Spurs. Kane against Randall. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.